0: Glory, what an exciting farno we got here this morning, eh? Isn't it good to be part of the family of God? Certainly is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. He is the Anointed One. We want to declare His glory in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow, it's been exciting just uh, going on a journey with God and being part of Excite over the years. Last month we had the theme, Just Jesus. That was great, wasn't it? When we just get our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and everything else, just fades away and it's only him we see in all his glory he's so good at everything isn't he he's the answer to every, every one of our needs he's jehovah jireh he's the one that provides for us he's our healing he's everything we could ever need hallelujah for jesus praise god praise god reuben brought such a great word last week as he rounded up just jesus month how that jesus is the way and he's the truth and he's the life what a word eh wow glory to god I love that he's the way then he's the truth you know we're trying to work out what's truth in life you know the whole world is wondering about what's truth they have been sold so many lies but Jesus is the way and he's the truth and then what about life you know how's life going but he's life so if we have him as our present possession and portion we've been feeding upon him this morning he said if you drink uh, eat my flesh and drink my blood well then you do have part with me he's our spiritual food He's everything we ever need. It's good to be full of Jesus, glorying in Him. Now, this month, what's the theme this month? Master builder, is it? Great. Jesus was a builder too. We've already heard that this morning. Amazing, eh? Carpenter, knew all about building. My uh, theme of my message today is building with Jesus, building with Jesus. Maybe there's two meanings to that. We could build with Paul and the building wouldn't go very well, but we could build with Jesus. Maybe he's the, actually the material as well. We'll get into that. You know, uh, yesterday I was waiting about two minutes to seven. I was waiting outside, wake up, where you get the coffee down Kirikiri Road, drive through coffee. Could, they open on Saturdays. Uh, during the week, it's half six they open. They know how desperate we get for a coffee by 6.30 in the morning. On Saturdays, they must sleep in. So I was about the fourth car. We're waiting for them to open. Come on. Gets pretty desperate sometimes. So I go in for my coffee. It's not long. And then I'm tootling back down Gary Road for another one. It's like sometimes things in life, they never satisfy, eh? You know, sometimes it's just the fleeting things of life. And sometimes we cram our lives so full of these things. The whole world's like that, never satisfied. It's like Solomon said, all the rivers run into the sea. The rivers of pleasure running into the sea of my heart. And yet the sea is never full. Yeah. So what can we build within life? I'm, I'm really being, the Lord's been putting it on my heart lately. There's four areas that we really need to be building in. The first is personally in our walk with the Lord. We've heard about already in the service this morning about reading, regularly reading the Word of God and praying to the Lord. Our personal walk with the Lord is so important. Daily devotion, daily relationship, not forgetting about the Lord and getting up and rushing into my day and trying to work everything out, but walking with the Lord. Then, so we can build our personal life and our relationship with the Lord. And if you get that right, other people will see the change that has come over you, especially when you receive Jesus and you start looking to Him instead of looking within. What a difference that makes. And then you build in your family. It's great once you get married and well, we're all part of a family, surely. You know, and we build in the family, in our family, husband and wife and marriage, children, sowing into the next generation, building in our family, a very important place to build. But then there's church on a Sunday morning, the third one, building. We're, we're, part, of, we're part of the church, which is his body. We're, we're part of the church family. We all have gifts that the Lord's given us and we have our part to play. And we're building into the church, the local church. You know, if I never turned up on a Sunday morning and i was supposed to preach, well, I suppose Ian would get up, and that'd probably be good. But, uh, well, of course, it'd be good. What do you mean, probably? I'm gonna get told off. You've got to be very careful what you say when the elders are watching uh, on a Sunday morning. We're very, very strict church here. I'm bound to get. Uh, I won't be allowed to speak for another two months or something. And then there's, and then once we we build our personal relationship, family, church. Then we're out into the community, building our nation for God. Four very important building blocks or very places to build. And so you might just think you're just coming along here and you don't have much purpose in life, but God's got a great plan for your life and He wants you to be a builder like Jesus and He wants you to be building your life on Him. It's like when you build a house and uh, your house that you're building is really your life or even it's the church house, or it could be your family. In the family, you, I want to be building for generations to come. I'm not just thinking about what I'm going to get, what Ruth's going to cook me for dinner tonight, you know? I'm thinking about what she's going to cook me next month. The month, No. <laughs> Tired. Tired takeaways. Praise God there's takeaways, eh? <laughs> but we've been building. You see, your life includes everything you do and everything you're involved in, and you're laying a foundation, for whether you know it or not, for generations to come. You know, in the Bible, we read about how the curses are passed on to about the third and fourth generation. That's a terrible thing if there's things in my life that I'm, I'm passing down to the second, third, fourth generation. I don't want my generations to be experiencing cursing. I want them to be experiencing blessings. So what, I, how I live and how I model life today is going to affect my children and my children's children. And when it comes to blessings, they get passed down for a thousand generations. That's what it says in the Word. It's amazing, isn't it? The light's so much more powerful than the darkness. A thousand generations. But we're building, and we're building in our nation. Now, when we look outside, we see that, we see that in the world, things are, are terrible, really. What's happened the last 70 years is we've moved off the, the foundation of building in Christ and under the Creator into this foundation of quagmire, lies, evolution theories, evolution theories, and all the stuff that's getting taught to all our youth in, the, in education. And, and then we see just a mess out there and wonder why, what's caused it. We need to come back to the source of life. And that's very much on my heart that we need to come back even as a nation not only as individual, individual if you will, and, uh, <laughs> but even as a nation. Hallelujah. Okay, Isaiah 28, verse 16. And God speaks through Isaiah the prophet. In verse 16, he says, Therefore, thus says the Lord... Oh, I like that. Thus says the Lord. Pretty powerful, isn't it? (laughs) That's a good word, isn't it? Thus. Ruth, thus I tell you to get me some dinner. (laughs) Therefore, thus says the Lord. Behold, have a look at this. I lay in Zion a foundation stone, or a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes... Will not act hastily. Who do you think this stone is that God's laying this foundation stone? Jesus. Jesus. And when you're trusting in Him, you won't act hastily. Have you ever acted hastily? No, no, even when you go to work and you think, oh man, how am I going to fix this problem? You know, and you start striving and acting quickly to sort it out rather than just pausing and praying about it. And I've done it many times. I find when I pause and I stop acting hastily and stop trying to work it out myself. And then I look to the Lord, suddenly He changes things. Suddenly a miracle happens, a door opens, or a door closes, whatever's the need. It's amazing how God knows how to do stuff, isn't it? This foundation, when you're building a house, the foundations are so important. As a nation, we've moved off the foundation to nothing. No God. So what's the reason for living? You know, there's all... There's all these people committing suicide, you know, which is the logical conclusion if there's no purpose for me being here. In fact, mass suicide would be a logical conclusion, so no one else on the planet would ever suffer hurt or pain again if there was no God and no purpose or no creator, no reason for us being here. We just happened to come from some amoeba from out of a swamp 400 million years ago. But praise God, we have, we, we have a source. We have a foundation. And he's loaded, laid a foundation stone for our lives, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. He's a sure foundation. You know, when you build a house, I know when we built our house 12 years ago, it took a long time for anything to happen. You watch a building going up, and, and you get the site works, and you get all these inspections, and you get... It's a long time before the concrete slab gets laid down. But then all of a sudden, in a day, the walls can be stood up. Suddenly it looks like something happens, you know? The rafters are put on. One week, one minute there's just flat ground for five months. Suddenly, boom, up goes the walls. God has laid a foundation for us in Christ. Praise God. I trust each one of us, appreciate Him, that we're building on Him, that we've received Him first and foremost, but that we're abiding in Him also and building on Him, looking to Him, not to ourselves. He is a sure foundation because He's a tried stone. He's the foundation, but he's, he's, he's proven. His life has been proven. He will not fail. Even Isaiah, the same prophet, wrote in, in chapter 53 concerning that, he shall not fail. I think it was, no, it wasn't chapter 53. It was somewhere he wrote it. He's a proven stone, and he's a sure foundation. Jesus is reliable. Has he ever let you down yet? He's reliable. Have you ever let yourself down? Uh, how many times? Well, we won't even count. We can't count. So are we building on the foundation of self and self-effort and trying? Or are we trusting in the Lord? Are we building on the sure foundation, our Lord Jesus Christ? Master builder. God wants us to become master builders like his son and build our lives on him and in him and abide in him daily. See, God's laid the foundation for us. Even from before the foundation of uh, the world, God had a plan to have Christ as the foundation. We read in His Word that we were chosen in Christ from before the foundation of the world. God already had His plan. When you build a house, you work from a master plan. God's got it sorted. He is the master builder, and He has a plan. And He's got it all worked out. He knew that in life... Like, even like our house that we build in the natural, like the one home we live in, I should say. There's going to be storms. There's going to be rain, especially in the winter. There's going to be freezing conditions like this morning. There's going to be all sorts of things coming against it. Maybe in some countries, earthquakes have been happening in America at the moment. Earthquakes. And and the house it has to withstand all those things. It has to withstand the hurricanes and the rain and the and the high winds, tornadoes, whatever it is, it's got to withstand those things. And they're all going to come against it. I want to tell you, those, those things will come against your life as well. There's going to be storms in life. When you've got a family, there's going to be things go wrong. There's going to be things and trials and tribulations, things you go through. But if you're building on the right foundation, they won't ruin you. They will strengthen you. God will. The enemy means it for bad, and God will turn it for good. And you will be blessed, infinitely blessed. You know, when we build our house, we, we've got about 40 tonne of tiles on the roof. I'm never going to build again with tiles. Twelve years ago, we built it. And then we've got all this fancy, jolly roof. You know, when I build a house, it's going to be a straight roof. It's going to be corrugated line <laughs> for my next house, I think. Because we've got this fancy roof, and then there's little gutters come down. And then they'd block up with the jolly birds with drop stuff in them. And then in the eaves, the water was getting through in the eaves, so it's already rotted in 12 years, so we've had to pull out and just replace one or two timbers already because of this fancy, jolly roof, you know. When I build my next house, it's going to be out of panga, panga fronds and, and tea tree sticks. No, not quite. No, no, no. I'm thankful for my house. It's a blessing from the Lord. Pull, pull, yourself, pull yourself together. We're going over to uh, Scotland soon, and uh, I love going over to England. Beautiful place, great history over there. You know, they've got buildings over there that took up to 500 years to build. You know, we rushed through and built our house in three or four months. You know, they build cathedrals over there. Some of those cathedrals took 500 years to build. Can you imagine that? Quarring stone. They're not built out of sticks. They're not built out of wood, hay, and stubble. Actually, Paul the Apostle spoke about that, eh? About building on the right foundation and with the right material. Gold, silver, and precious stones, not wood, hay and stubble. We read about that in the New Testament. The question is what are we building our house out of? Because it's gonna, it's gonna it's gonna, gonna have an old on flow effect because in the generations to come, there's gonna be it's gonna be tried by fire, you could say, because of the trials that we go through in life. And we need materials to build with that are going to endure even the fire, not only the strong winds and the hail and rain, but even the fire. And I think when you go over to England, you start to see these castles. We're going over and our niece is getting married in this castle right by the coast. It's probably over a 1,000 years old. I know. It's an old castle, big dungeon at the bottom, horrible, horrible place. <laughs> but the truth is it's been made out of stone. The stones have been quarried and it's withstood right on the coast in the high winds. I tell you what—it's withstood hundreds of years. You're building your house today, for generations, and what are you building out of? You know, we can despair about the nation out there, but we can actually change it by by be- turning our home and our house and our whether it's ourselves individually, our family, our church, or our nation into a lighthouse. Eventually, our nation that will be a lighthouse for others to see the difference and shine out the light of Christ. Yeah, I believe that this nation will turn back to the Lord. I declare this nation under the Lordship of Christ. We're not going to be defeatists. We're not going to just lay down and die. No, we're more than conquerors. But we're going to just take one step at a time. It takes time. It's taken time to stay here and be committed and to build a church here and to change people's lives. It takes time for our children to grow up and then get married. And there's a lot of input into them. But you're building your lives. What are you building on? And what are you using? What material are you using to build it? Because we're actually co-laborers with the Lord. He's the master builder, but he's turning us into master builders, isn't he? We're one with him, so we're now the master builder too. We're both working together, one. And he wants us to learn how to build. So build your house out of stone that will withstand the fire. So where do you quarry this stone from? Where do we get it from? We'll go to that in a minute after I've had a drink. No, we won't go there straight away. When you're building a house, you need some things. And that's why verse 17, what does it say? Is it up there? Also, I will make justice a measuring line. That's a tape measure. You need a tape measure. Justice. And righteousness a plummet. Remember the old time they used to have the plumb bob? and hang a, a weight on the end of a string. String, But now we use um, spirit level to see if the walls are straight, you know? Spirit level when you're building a house. And hail will sweep away the refuge of lies. Boy, we want that to happen. What happens with the lies is they won't stand the test of time. That's what we see in our society today. Buy a lounge suite today. Enjoy now. Pay tomorrow. It's all the reverse of what it used to be 70 years ago. It's diabolical. It's crazy. It's just a lot of lies. We've got people thinking, the more I have, I'm going to be happy. And all the rivers run into the sea, but the sea's not full. So we actually have the answer. We have a foundation that has been laid in our Lord Jesus Christ. So we need, we need, we need a tape measure. We need a plumb line. What is it? Justice and righteousness. The Word of God's full with the, it's the map, and it's full of an instruction of how to live. Every area of our lives, we can find instruction in how God designed, whether it's marriage, whether it's bringing up children, uh, whether it's uh, working for somebody else and how I should behave towards my boss, Um, everything, the answer to all that, the instruction for it, well, it's in the map. It's in the building plan. We can go there and find out, and we can read it. That's why we need to daily, personally, as builders, as master builders, come to the Word of God. But the stones, not only is the foundation stone, Christ, when we build stones, we could build just wooden beams, just go down the road and grab some wooden beams and just, it doesn't take so much effort to get wooden beams and just build a house really quick. But it takes a lot longer effort if we're going to build for generations. That's what they were thinking. You go over to England, they were thinking generationally. We don't think that way, you know, handing down the old manor manor house to... uh, Your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren, you know? We don't think like that. Fifty years' time, the house is pretty rickety, and you probably your your grandchildren are going to want to build their own house, build another new one, you know? We're not thinking generationally. But when it comes to our lives, we need to think generationally. We need to think to our children's children and beyond and build for generations if we're going to turn this nation around. Yeah? So where do we quarry these stones from? Matthew 16, verse... 16 to 18. We know this well. Simon Peter, Jesus uh, was talking to his disciples, and uh, he said, who do men say that you are, that I am? And, uh, you know, they said, well, John the Baptist, Elijah, one of the prophets. Then he says, well, who do you say that I am? He said to his disciples, who do you say I am? And Peter spoke up. He was always like... He was always out there. Peter, I love him. He's right out there. And he says, you are the Christ. You know, Christ means anointed one. You are the anointed one. It's like this bolt of of lightning came into his spirit. You know, it's like this revelation came to him. And he says, you are the Christ. You're you're it. You're the Christ. You're not only the foundation stone, but you are the anointed one. The anointing is in you. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered him and said, blessed Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. See, you haven't worked this out in your brain. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. That's a pretty powerful statement. I know, Simon, that you never got that from your Swede, this, you know, this place here. But this has been revealed into your spirit through my heavenly Father. And I also say to you that you are Peter. Now, Peter means a stone or a smaller stone. The revelation that he got was like a rock, the foundation stone, which is Christ. But then Jesus is saying, this revelation, Peter, you're a stone. And he says, and upon this rock, which is himself, Christ, I will build my church. Some people try and build the church on Peter. He is a stone, and he's a smaller stone, but the rock is Christ. You know, you don't want to build excite on me. I'm a stone. You want to build it on Christ. And I, yeah, And there is Christ in me. Don't get me wrong, and I'm in Christ. But don't start looking to man. Look to the man. There's only one. There's only one. And that's what our whole purpose is, is to direct you to him. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And he gives us revelation as we read the word, of our Lord Jesus Christ, and here Peter, he's he's going along, and then it's just like he gets this revelation. I love it when that happens, when you're walking with the Lord, when you're communing with him, and then suddenly, or for me, it's just when I wake up in the morning, and the Holy Spirit gives you something, and it's this revelation, And and he said, you're the Christ. The anointing is in you. The blessing is in you. The favor is in you. I've got it now. It's not in me. I've been trying to make it be in me. I've been trying to get my life sorted and trying to obey the Word of God. And the more I try, the more I fail. And now I've got it. The blessing is in you. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that revelation that we get, not head knowledge coming to the Word of God, that revelation we get in the Spirit is a stone. It's a rock. And it builds into our life. And it changes us forever forever. But there's revelation after revelation. And I love it when we get the truth revealed to us. When the Bible comes alive and we see Christ in all the Scriptures, it's like we're going to the quarry of the Word of God and we're we're, we're carving out a stone and then we're building our life with it. Or we're digging deep into the Word of God and we're finding gemstones that are hidden way underground, deep down. Precious truths concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're building our lives with that. Not wood, hay, and stubble. Not the easy stuff. Just simple religious knowledge that the world hates. That makes me bigoted and judgmental. No. It's the precious truths of the Lord Jesus. And he becomes our portion. And he becomes our life. And he is the anointed one. And we stand in him. And we give up all self-effort. Is this making any sense? Yeah. And he says, I will build my uh, upon this rock. It's on Christ." I will build my church. Because Paul said about that in Corinthians. We know it's not Peter. Paul said, other foundation can no man lay, but that which is already laid, which is Christ Jesus the Lord. When it comes to this church, the foundation is Christ. When it comes to excite, we're pointing to Christ. Not to man, not to our shortcomings, not to our inability, but to his ability. Yes? I'll build my church and the gates of hell, get this, the fires even of hell, the storms of life. Sometimes life can be like hell too, and it won't prevail against it. You're still going to be standing strong after you've been through the trials because you're building on this rock and you're building with revelation that God's given you of Christ, yeah? Come on. Hallelujah. So we come to the Word of God and we see the righteousness. We see what is expected in our lives. Because Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 and 46, uh, he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? So we come to the map and we find, oh, there's one or two things here going on in my life. Here's me being going around bad-mouthing my boss and uh, telling everyone how bad he is. And it talks about being a servant, about honoring those in authority and, uh, and, and oh, I shouldn't be doing that. So then, then I find how the Lord always does the things that please the Father, and I find that all I need to do is abide in Him. I don't need to feel condemnation. I just need to find the adjustment. I need to realize, well, how come, how come I'm getting anxious and worrying about this, or worrying about my children, or worrying about my business? What am I building on? And then I find I've moved off the foundation a little bit in my walk, I'm talking about, in my walk. Because when you come to Romans 8, the place of no condemnation, it says that in verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, standing on that foundation that's been laid, standing in Him. And it says, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Because the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. So we, come to, we get adjustment from the Word of God in our walk. It doesn't change our security that God's given us in Christ, our salvation. Just because we fail, He died for all our sin. His blood was shed for our sin, but we get adjustment and we come back because we want our walk to be right. Why? So that others will be blessed, so that we will be, my life will be a lighthouse to others, so that I will live an ex- the example to my children. We're not handing down so much the knowledge from our head to our children although sometimes we do, but the greatest thing we can hand down is and leave as, the leg- as a legacy to generations to come is the lifestyle we live before them. Where's the clock? Half past 12, goodness me. Just a thought. So you notice when we song, um, sung that song, and I, I'm const- for us, our vision for um, Northland is that we reach out in the years to come and we take Northland back. There's a lot of work to do out there. We're going to do it, but we're going to have to start at home, building our relationship with the Lord and our family, and then in the church, being faithful, then going out into all the world, into our community, in those areas, and we're going to build for God. There's many that have gone astray out there. I was one of those people that was out there lost. I, I was The 99 were over here, and I was the one that had went astray, and Jesus came after me. That's why I love that song we sung, you know? There's no wall you won't kick down, no lie you won't tear down coming after me. And you leave the ninety and you go out after the one, you know, that's going to be us. We're going to go out into the world and into our community, and we're going to go after that one, and we're going to bring them back into the fold, just like our Lord did, because we're one with him. And uh, we're going to make a difference. I've got this sort of um, poem I've written down here. It says, and you remember that story about the and nine? It wasn't actually a lamb. It wasn't one of the children that had gone out. I know some of us have rebelled when we're younger and when we're teenagers and that sort of thing. But here it was a sheep. It was an adult. And it says here, was a sheep not a lamb that strayed away in the parable Jesus told? A growing up sheep that had gone astray from the ninety and nine in the fold. Out on the hilltop, out in the cold. Was a sheep the good shepherd sought or looked for? And back to the fold, uh, back to the flock, safe into the fold, was a sheep the good shepherd brought. And why for the sheep should we earnestly long and as earnestly hope and pray? Because there is a danger. If they go wrong, they will lead the young lambs astray. For the lambs will follow the sheep, you know. Wherever the sheep may stray, when the sheep go wrong, it will not be long till the lambs are as wrong as they. And so, with the sheep, we earnestly plead for the sake of the lambs today. If the sheep are lost, what a terrible cost. Some of the lambs will have to pay. And so, how we live our lives as parents as, is so important, and, and leaving a legacy for another generation is so important. You see, what's happened in our nation is we've given the lambs to professors and people in universities that have taught them a bunch of lies. And you might say that's a bit blunt. Well, my name is Mr. Black and Whitehead. But there you go. But it's a fact. And the result of that and the fruit of that, we can see it. The master builder, he comes along and examines the building and examines the fruit. You know, the Lord, he gave one talent, five talents, ten talents. Then he came back. Then he came back to examine it, see how much five talents had earned, five more talents. You know, there was good fruit produced. You know, we're going to bring forth fruit after our kind. Albert Einstein even said, he said, you cannot fix your problems with the same thinking that caused them. What caused the problem is what man has, what has happened, we've been taken off the foundation and we've been caused to live from self instead of living from this foundation that's been laid for us in Christ. And so that's where we need to come back to. Well, I think that's enough for me. The boys are getting anxious up here. Team, we won't go on. Four areas of life that, we want, that we're that we building, though, just remember that. Our personal life, our family life, very important, our church life, and then community and world. You can't skip the other three, but they all happen simultaneously. You don't have to work through a whole process. We're doing the whole lot at once. People are seeing how we're living there in the community. They're seeing how we, our family behaves. They're watching us, observing. And so we have a great job to do. You know, the Bible, uh, not the Bible, there's an old saying that says the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And so what are we producing? What fruit are we producing in our lives? It's not something for us to get condemnation about. It's something for us just to build. And it's a daily walk and we, uh, there's no condemnation in Christ, and we abide in Him, and we're master builders building with our master, our Lord Jesus Christ. Be encouraged, and we're a thankful people here. Let's stand, and we'll just sing.